This is Imani of Modern Mystic Chronicles podcast, inspiring curiosity and magic through storytelling of modern mystic living, with our story for today's episode, written by David Petrusich, titled Barb the Psychic. It was a rainy Midwestern morning in March when my mom and I drove to our appointments at Barb's house. Although the drive from Joliet to St. Charles was a scenic and peaceful one, the car was filled with a bit of anxious energy. I just hope she doesn't cancel on us again, said my mother after a few miles of silent driving. Relax, surely she would have called us by now if that was the case, I replied. My mother let out a sarcastic laugh while she stared down the country road. I don't even know why I continue to go to her. She's canceled on me twice on the day of the appointment, she said. Because she's good, I answered. Barb was a psychic, and a good one at that. My mother and her friends each had several readings with her over the past three years, while I only had one. Going to psychics was an interest of both my mother and I. By my mid-twenties, I had received at least a dozen readings from various readers throughout Illinois, but Barb was the best. She was brutally honest yet compassionate, quick and predictive AF. She was one of those readers that worked so fast and with such sharpness that you were sure she could hear your thoughts. I wasn't a professional reader back then, or psychically and mediumistically developed like I am now, but I was a blossoming intuitive. She never predicted that I would end up doing the same thing as her, but she did always say how naturally psychic I was. The energy that filled the car on our ride to St. Charles wasn't just my mom's nerves of being canceled on, but also a mix of excitement and curiosity. If you've ever had a reading before, I'm sure you get it. Anticipatory thoughts began to rush in. I wonder what she'll say about moving. Am I really supposed to be broken up with my ex? Will she be able to sense that I've been talking to him still? Barb was the reader you went to for a wake-up call. But she would often cancel the day of if she wasn't feeling it. This always terrified my mom. Oh my god, my mother would exclaim. Do you think she canceled on me because there's some bad news about my job or dad's health? I didn't fully understand it until I began giving professional readings a year later, but psychic mediums are human too. We have off days, and what we do takes a tremendous amount of life force at times. In retrospect, Barb wasn't a flake or a bad businesswoman. She just had damn good boundaries. We were just a few miles away from Barb's house when I began to run over the details from my last reading with her. I will always remember how she brought my deceased grandmother back to life again, It was the first time I experienced mediumship, and it was one of the most healing moments in my life to date. We were halfway through the reading when Barb said, Your mother's mother is here now. She's telling me that she always knew you were gay, that it didn't bother her, and that she always loved you regardless. I broke into tears, knowing it was real mediumship. How could Barb know that during my grandmother's final days, I so badly wanted to let her know my truth, but my mother felt it wasn't the best timing? After all, she was the only grandparent I grew up with, and we were extremely close. It didn't feel right to hide from her. I learned quickly in that moment during the reading that although we can hide and conceal a lot while we're human, nothing stays hidden from the spirit realm. She's also saying that you deserve real love, finally, Barb added while transitioning topics in the reading, that this relationship is long overdue. You must let him go. I had chills. Yet at the same time, I had clarity. Even my grandmother, who never met my boyfriend of five years, knew it was time to move on. Without me even asking about the potential new love, Barb told me, you'll be meeting your husband in July of 2015. 
All I can see is that he will wear a tie for work. You each won't be able to date right away, and it won't take off quickly, but he is the one. You will be inseparable, and you will also have children with this man. At the time, it was like a guiding light at the end of the tunnel. The complex emotions of knowing I need to leave my current relationship, yet knowing a husband is right around the corner was intense. I gave a sigh of relief as my mind began to wonder who on earth this man in a tie was. But you have many more lovers, David. I see a lot of men, Barb added as she giggled. I was so confused. How could I be meeting my husband so soon, but also have many more lovers? You'll also live near the mountains, Barb mentioned, and it's happening soon. I didn't know it at the time, but my job was about to relocate me to Denver. After I found out I was moving, I immediately made an appointment with Barb for a second reading, nearly two years after the first. My mother and I smiled at each other as we passed the ice cream shop near Barb's house, partially because it meant we were getting close, but ultimately we knew we'd end up there for a treat afterwards and to fill each other in on the messages we received. The gravel driveway of Barb's house crunched beneath my mother's SUV as we slowly pulled up. Her sweet husband Larry waved to us from inside the house as he saw us approach. Larry always answered the door for Barb's clients. In a way, he was like her receptionist, greeting us with kindness and making us feel comfortable in their home. I always was intrigued about how normal their home seemed. It wasn't full of spiritual items and never looked like what I idealized a psychic's home to be. They're totally just normal people, I thought, as I surveyed the home for context clues. Barb came out of her office and greeted us with a big smile and her piercing blue eyes. She thanked us for coming back as she held a calm distance when it came to getting to know us. After some light conversation, my mother headed into Barb's office for her reading. Larry kept me company for the first few moments of my mother's hour-long session. Sorry we had to cancel on you guys last time, he said. Oh, don't worry about it at all, I replied. I'm sure it takes a lot of energy for her to work with clients. Larry's face softened from an apologetic expression to looking relieved. Larry went on to tell me a bit more about how Barb works. Yeah, it sounds like you get it. A lot of folks think we're just trying to avoid delivering bad news, and it's nothing like that. It can start to take a toll on her if she's not careful. Too many readings can lead to fatigue or even illness. After what felt like an open door into the details of their lifestyle, I began to ask him what it's like being married to a psychic. Well, I sure as hell can't lie to her, Larry said with a rolling laugh. There are also a lot of funny moments, like this one time I came back with apples I thought she'd like from the grocery store. When I came home with my Granny Smith, she said, Oh, but you had the Honeycrisps in your hand, and then you set them down. You had the right idea, but you didn't trust yourself. She just knows things sometimes. She also knew before we ever met that I could be shorter than her. Larry let out another laugh before saying, Spirit told her that her second husband would be shorter than her and that she would just have to deal with it. We both laughed and I asked, what? What do you mean? Larry told me that Barb believed that if she never was told to expect her love to be short, she wouldn't have given him a chance. It's the same thing that happens to the folks that she reads for. Sometimes what comes through isn't what they expect or want to hear, but it's what they need to hear in order to nudge them in the right direction. Larry gave me a smile and a nod before walking outside and leaving me alone in the living room. In the time that passed during my mom's reading, I kept thinking of what Barb would say about the life partner she predicted to enter my life during our first reading. It was now almost a year later, and I was still single. Could psychics be off sometimes, I wondered? Will she bring it up again, or should I let her know? I started to reflect on all the events that passed since the first reading. 
I took a trip to Colorado with my best friend during July of 2015, and it just felt like home in a way. My radar for men was lit up during this time as I was almost a year single, beginning to heal from my past, and had finally arrived at the month Barb said I would meet the one. After an amazing six days in the Rockies and a few interesting conversations on the dating apps with Colorado boys, I headed back to Chicago to start a new position with work, another prediction Barb made, and defied Mr. Man in a tie. I honestly think I was going on an average of three dates a week during this time. I was so nervous that if I didn't date, I would never meet him. That's when I met James, an account executive for a tech company who I had palpable chemistry with. After two strong Manhattans on an empty belly, James and I were deep in conversation on our first date. The bar was candlelit and the music was sensual as we talked metaphysics, philosophy, politics, and family. He laughed at my jokes and I couldn't stop staring at his lips. Do you wear a tie for work? I asked, almost completely out of left field. I do. Why do you ask? James replied. Oh, I imagine you probably look very handsome in one, I said with a smirk as I took a sip from my third Manhattan. The chemistry was there. We were really feeling each other. At the end of the night, I asked if he wanted to come to my place. He gave me a devilish grin and a bit his lip before saying, Tonight's not the best night, but I want to. James leaned in and gave me a kiss under the ochre-colored streetlights of Chicago. I was in heaven. What a classy dude, I thought. It's totally him. James and I both had busy work schedules, so the second date didn't materialize as quickly as I would have liked it to. But damn, was I ready. It was hard to play cool. I was a bit infatuated. We kept in contact amidst our busy work weeks and had a few long talks over the text here and there. At the time, texting and sexting was becoming the way that millennials had first or second dates. Somewhere in the heat of the digital chemistry, I ended up saying something I still regret to this day. I saw a psychic last summer who predicted you. I could feel him on the other end of the text conversation trying to process and think of what to say. After a five-minute pause, he finally replied with, That's kind of weird. There was never a second date, and he broke off conversation with me. The summer went on, and besides staying in touch with one of guy I met on a OkCupid while in Colorado, there were no other suitors. I was a bit confused and kept wondering about the man in a tie. Before I knew it, my mother's hour with Barb had flown by. While I was reminiscing about James and my embarrassing romantic desperation, my mother was having quite a powerful session. When the office door opened, my mother came out of the room with an energy around her that was noticeably different than the drive up. She was calm, clear, and inspired. Are you ready, Barb? asked with a soft smile. Absolutely, I said as I followed her into the office. Her office was a collection of family photos, books, and interesting artwork. With all the objects, it felt like she packed her whole life's journey into these four walls, yet the space still felt calm and grounded. The way Barb read was through psychometry, the process of gaining psychic information through inanimate objects. As soon as we sat, she asked to hold an object of mine. I handed over my amethyst necklace, which hung directly over my heart center. Barb only took a minute before she began her work. She lightly gripped the stone as the chain hung down into her lap and closed her eyes. So you're moving in two months, Barb led with as her first vision. I am, I said with some shock. She was always so spot on. Spirit is showing me that this is a very good it's Colorado, correct? She asked. I nodded. 
Yes, while she continued on. There is a lot of growth happening here. A lot. But Colorado isn't home. My brows furrowed as I became more and more intrigued with what she was saying. You're going to want to stay, but you can't, Barb said. You gotta keep moving on. You will live on the coast one day, near the water. That's where your home will be with your husband and your family. You'll be near the water. Colorado isn't home. Barb paused as she waited for me to finish writing down what she was saying. I always took my journal to our sessions and wrote down word for word what she would share. Who is my husband? I asked with a sense of urgency and confusion. That I am not being shown right now, but spirit wants me to talk about this ex, Barb said. I let out a large sigh and told her how hard it was to watch him fall in love with another man so quickly after our relationship had ended. It was as if all my fears came true and I was the one standing alone. David, she exclaimed. You must stop it with all this codependency. Spirit keeps bringing up the codependency. You are finally free. Don't go back. Go forward. Tears fell from my eyes as I began to complete another circuit of the heartbreak I was carrying for a year. Your work will take off while in Colorado, Barb added as she began to shift topics. You'll be with this company and another over the next few years, but you're meant to have your own business one day, and you'll have it by the time you are 30. The tears that swelled up just moments before seemed to vanish as my heart filled with hope. One of my questions for Barb was about starting a business, but I didn't need to ask. She just knew. The rest of the reading flew by as they do. My perception of time seemed to shift as Barb covered other topics like my friendships that needed tending to and the relationship with my father. Before I knew it, our time was up and it was now time to get ice cream and debrief with my mom. I asked Barb if I could give her a hug as I thanked her for her help. After saying goodbye to Larry, we were on our way with fuller hearts than when we arrived. What Barb did was alchemy, and in many ways, she has inspired me to do the work that I do now. The time from that second reading in March of 2016 to my move to Colorado in May of 2016 went by so fast. My loved ones couldn't believe I was going so suddenly. I was the first of my family to leave the suburbs and live in the city and now I was also the first of my family to leave the state. All of a sudden, I found myself living near the mountains two weeks before my 27th birthday, just like Barb predicted. It was surreal, liberating, and felt like home, but I couldn't help but wonder about this husband and our life near the water. When I moved to Denver, I only knew one person, Javen. Javen was the guy I met via OkCupid on my trip to Colorado. At the time we met, he was a barista, but by the time I moved to Denver, he worked for a bank and wore, you guessed it, a tie for work. It was a summer of new romance, new friends, and incredible change at the soul level. I felt like I could actually be the person I was meant to be now in Colorado. My time there ended up being the renaissance of my early adult life. Things developed rather quickly with Javen, and he eventually moved in with me the following fall. Everything started to make sense about what Barb said in the first reading. How we wouldn't have the chance to date, but we would become inseparable. Things just felt different with Javen. I felt like I had nothing to hide from him. We understood each other and complimented the other. Where he lacked, I excelled, and vice versa. It was the summer of 2017, and Javen and I had been living in a new place for four months when I was laid off from my job. Although I knew our company would lay my department off, I had intense amounts of stress and worry during this time, as the work that I did in the beauty industry wasn't easy to find in Denver. I used my time in between jobs to dive into myself, work on shadows, and connect more with spirit. 
After studying with two psychic mentors, one who I met a year prior and the other who I met that summer, I began giving professional readings while laid off. Javen was supporting us a bit more financially, and we truly started to become a family unit. That time was challenging, awakening, and restful, and after four months of being laid off, I ended up getting an incredible position with a dream company that was based in Seattle, Washington. Javen and I ended up moving the following February in 2018 to a neighborhood right near the water, like Barb predicted. My new job at the startup was demanding, and I often traveled once a month for work, leaving Javen alone in it a lot in a new city. Here he was in the same shoes I was in when I moved to Denver, the first one in the family to leave the state with no one he knew yet in Seattle to make it feel like home. After months of discussion and a lot of trust being built, we made the decision to open our relationship up. Non-monogamy was never something I imagined at such a young age, but it felt right with him. I felt safe. Javen knew that about the many predictions Barb had made, and after we made the decision to engage with other men, I told him how Barb mentioned that I would still have many lovers. We both laughed as it all started to make even more sense. My job kept me busy, and I would often go on dates while overseas or in different cities for work. Javen explored dynamics in Seattle, and our love grew more from the radical trust that non-monogamy requires. After two years at the startup, I left when they relocated the head offices to San Francisco and began my own business at the age of 30, just like Barb predicted. Javen and I often think of moving back to Colorado again, but each time we visit, it just doesn't feel like home. I think of her every time I get homesick for Colorado. I now find myself at the age of 32 as I write this story of psychism and romance that was seven years in the making. I look back at the 25-year-old who first sat in Barb's office and wonder what would have happened if I didn't go to St. Charles that day. Would I still be here writing a le- less mystic version of this story? Did seeing a psychic help me align to this path, or would I have ended up here either way? Even as a psychic medium myself, I don't know all the answers. When I work with my own clients, it's not my job to interpret what spirit tells me, but only to deliver what I am receiving. It's up to the client to use their own free will while the spirit world has a way of seeing all the potential timelines that any amount of your free will can generate. Psychic or not, I know Javin would have been in my life as I've never met another soul like him. It was truly destined. Receiving Barb's messages from spirit only helped me believe in that destiny along the expansive journey. As for the marriage and the children are predicted, well... I guess I'll have to write another story in a few more years, won't I? David Petrusich is an artist, psychic, evidential medium, astrologer, and teacher. After working for leading companies in the beauty industry, he left his career of 13 years to pursue his spiritual practice full-time and currently resides in Seattle, Washington with his partner. Through his readings and private mentoring, David works with souls from all over the world with the intention to destigmatize and normalize psychism. Our tarot card for today's story is the Nine of Cups, the ultimate wish card. I love the Nine of Cups. It's so dreamy and says that all of the work that you have been putting into manifesting your desires is coming true. I like that David mentioned that we have free will to bring these destinies and timelines into play. And going to Barb wasn't really him seeking something outside of himself, but working to energetically empower himself to obtain what he desired the move he desired, the love that he desired, and the love story that would unfold. And he got his wishes. They came true. And that is a perfect Nine of Cups story. 
Today's story is sponsored by Mystic Mondays Tarot Deck and can be purchased at mysticmondays.com, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. That's it for today. If you enjoyed our guest story, you can catch us fireside with the author on IG Live at Imani Rachel Quinn on Instagram. And if you feel inspired to share your own mystical story, you can share with us on our website at imaniquinn.com at the submission link under Modern Mystic Chronicles Podcast. Big love, Imani. Imani.